How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Weird coincidence that we have two different stories about the problems with roundabouts. Well, I say there are two stories about problems with roundabouts. For sure one of them is. The other one's going to be. Um, The first one is out of Olathe. And uh, this one's serious. They say there is um, a particular roundabout where at least three motorists have been involved in recent crashes at this same roundabout. The reason it's making news out of Fox 4 in part is because one of those just happened. Yeah, and it makes you wonder how long they're going to let this go before they say, you know what, maybe having a roundabout at that particular intersection isn't a great idea. And if you are familiar with this, 913-586-7798, I ask in frustration a little bit, why, what is our malfunction with roundabouts? And I ask it sort of seriously, I mock it a lot because I don't get it, but what is the problem? Are we confounded by yield signs? Do we just know how to do, <laughs> not know how to do it? And in this particular case, like, is it not well lit enough where you don't realize that it's a roundabout and you hit the median, but what's the problem? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my my desire, my only wish as far as roundabouts go, is that I wish we would restrict them to one lane. Oh, that, yeah, I get it. Yeah, uh, because when there's two, we really don't know what to do. No, and when you're on that inside lane, like if you're on the, like if you've got two lanes headed in the same direction toward a roundabout and you're in the left lane, where do you go? Are you supposed to go across traffic and get into the inner lane? And if you do, that means it's impossible for you to get out. Yeah, you really have to know what you're doing if there's going to be a two lane. And you really have to make sure you don't cut anybody off. Yeah. In theory, if you're taking, so there are four, you know, four four outs in a roundabout. And your GPS would say, take the first, take the first exit out. <laughs> so if you're taking the first exit out, you're staying in the outermost lane. And you're getting in the outermost lane when you exit. Yes. If you're not doing the first exit out of a roundabout, then you're going on the inside lane and then taking the inside lane of the second or third exit. And somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong. But even then, I mean, you're still talking about a situation where once you're in that inside lane in the roundabout, you're crossing in front of somebody. Right. And you're going yeah. to when you go to get out of there, you're going to have to you're going to have to drift right, change lanes mm-hmm. to the right while curving around to the left. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> that, it is. They shouldn't do that. It should be one lane that goes through the roundabout, and that's it. And if, if somebody's there, you stop, let them go, and then you go. 
that's really, really easy. And when we get to the story about what they're doing in San Francisco, <laughs> yay, good luck. We're not ready for that. We are, we are not ready for Nobody. what they're thinking about planning in California. Yeah. So um, in Olathe, this is East Kansas City Road and Church Street. Uh, driver had missed the roundabout. This is at night. This is what makes me wonder about visibility. At uh, 10.30 p.m., driver missed the roundabout and clipped one of the large decorative rocks in the intersection. Uh, there was a witness that said he found the car on its roof and on fire. And the driver had wow. been thrown through the windshield. Okay. Um, I have other questions about that then. Um, just about what else might have been going on to cause that. I mean, is there not a big bright light so that you know where the, the middle of the roundabout is? Um, and then there have been a couple other incidents there. Yeah, and that's why I said, I mean, if you've got one in particular that's causing trouble, then you've got to be able to look at that and say, you know what, this this was a bad idea, and we need to go back to just putting a stoplight here or putting a you know, four-way stop or something else like that. And and I think that, I mean, with, with the money that it costs to put them in in the first place, mm-hmm. any municipality, Olathe notwithstanding, is going to be loath to do that because you just spent millions of dollars to put that roundabout there. Now you're going to have to rip the thing back out? So we'll get your calls here in a second. The reason we have roundabouts is they're a perfect solution for intersections that have either inconsistent traffic or low traffic. Yes. Because it means you're not sitting there at a stoplight for traffic that's not coming. We, I don't like four-way stops anywhere because people don't know what to do with them. People, <laughs> right. people don't know who's supposed to go first at a four-way stop. So the roundabout means you never have to actually stop unless there is traffic coming. Otherwise, look and yield and then go. And you got to be quick about it, especially if there's a lot of cars going through that, um, through that roundabout there. It's a good solution. We just have to know what to do with them. Right. So if you want to jump in and do some talking about this, we've got a bunch of folks on hold already. 913-586-7798. Do you feel comfortable with them at all? Because I think, I mean, those of us who don't, uh, when it is a two-lane roundabout like that, I just stay in the outside lane. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know I'm, pro- I'm probably not supposed to, but that's all I'm ever going to do. And being in that inside lane just seems awful. Jim in Topeka is going to kick us off on this one. Hey, Jim. Hello there. I got introduced to roundabouts when I drove semi for the Army in in Germany. And the true difference between the roundabouts there and the roundabouts here is size. And I have got into a long discussion with traffic engineers, and they say, you know, you're right. But we, can, we don't want to build them that big. So part of the safety issue with the roundabout is that everything happens so quick and get on, get off, turn, do this, that it's, it's really a problem. And in Europe, they wouldn't put around about the size of what they're doing in a residential area, let alone on a main highway. So uh, we didn't learn how to do it correctly from those that are doing it correctly. And the four-lane deal, if it's big enough, you've got an entry lane, an exit lane, you can merge both directions, and it's large enough to do that. I can see exactly what you're saying, and you're 100% right. If they were twice the size they are, it would not be a problem. That's the thing, and I've even had traffic engineers agree to that point and saying, but we don't want to build them that big. (laughs) It takes too much much land to do that. Well, now you're ending up with all these other problems that I knew that was, from, from the experience that I had, I knew that that exists. 
So, you know, I ought to be used to people not listening to me by now. I really should. <laughs> Join the club, You're man. in good company. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks Jim. Take care, buddy. Uh, Sit in this chair sometime. Yeah. yeah um, it's uh, – phone lines are ringing, and we'll get to more of your calls here. It's um, why, why are they better at it in Europe? Why are they better at it in so many other places? Again, when I went to Ireland for the first time, where they drive on the left – they have, they have roundabouts everywhere. There are no stoplights. Everything is a roundabout. Did you notice what Jim said about them being bigger over there than, than they are here? Are the roundabouts no. easier to navigate? Really? Okay. No, I didn't, but I've never, I'm trying to think of the biggest city I would have taken a roundabout in, Dublin maybe, or Auckland? No, Sydney. Australia drives on the left. Okay. Yeah, probably Sydney. I don't remember them being any more complicated anywhere. And you just kind of like, if you're not sure... Just really look around you so that you don't hit anyone. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into what's going on in San Francisco here in just a minute. But before we do, let's bring in Thomas and Zona Rosa. Hey, Thomas. Uh, well, I, I'm going to disagree with her. The epitome of everything that is wrong with the roundabout is, it, is the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. It's, the lanes are easily six lanes around it, and getting on and getting off is just hell. I've never driven in Paris. I'll take your word for it. I, I didn't say they didn't exist. I said I... He asked if I'd driven on one. Yeah. Uh, is it, I mean, I've never driven in Paris. I've never been to Paris. Um, is, do they find it hard? You know, do the people who live there and have to go on that thing every day, do they find it, it's a pain in the butt? Well, I've been on some of the side streets in Paris, and uh, the, the traffic is just as crazy as it is in Johnson County here. <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much. All right, uh, Thomas, thanks. I, Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the solution is. I know that we have that block. We just we're not used to it. Mm -hmm. we're, uh, the oldest roundabout that I know of is maybe 25 years old, 30 years old. So okay. I, I don't know how long we've been doing them. But even that at the time, I mean, it made the paper when they put in the roundabout. They were mm -hmm. like, look, everybody, a roundabout. What are we going to do with this? So, yeah, I, I, we're still just not at the point where we're able to effectively use them at all. I know phones are ringing. We'll throw this story in the mix, too, because this might also give you something to think about. Uh, so I said um, San Francisco. It's sort of San Francisco. This is Gilroy, California, which is south of San Francisco. It's a little bit closer to Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. Uh, they are preparing to unveil a $15 million turbo roundabout to help fix issues at a deadly intersection. Despite concerns by planners, the European road feature could leave motorists confused. You wanted a bigger one? This is three lanes going through the middle of it. No, you wanted the smaller one. This is three lanes. Uh, dubbed turbo for its shape rather than its speed is only the second of its kind in the U.S. and is being introduced at the busy crossing of highways 25 and 156 near the city of Gilroy. I don't even know how to describe this thing. Yeah. I, I'm looking at it from above, and it's not, if you're thinking, oh, well, it's like a two-lane roundabout, only there's another lane. No, there's, there's this big concrete feature in the middle that's not round so if you're on the inside of the three lanes approaching this thing you have to go forward and then turn make a right hand turn so there's there's almost a 90 degree turn there before you start going around and then eventually what it does is if you're on the the outside lane of the roundabout it automatically spits you out to the right you can't you can't go all the way around the roundabout in the outside lane you're, you're, you're automatically getting off at the first one. And then once you get into that inside of the three lanes, 
you're then spat out into the second lane. So if you stay on it, it will eventually kick you off. The weirdest part of this to me, and maybe you can explain this because I don't really understand what I'm looking at, is the center of this roundabout. Yeah. The innermost part. How do I describe what I'm looking at? I that the uh, third lane or fourth is that a fourth lane? No, it's, it's no, still that's three, the third yeah. lane. Okay. Is sort of cut out of the roundabout in the middle? Yes. So, yeah, you, you like I said it's it's not rounded. It has an extra lane built into it that slowly moves so you in yeah, into the next lane. I I I know I'm doing a lousy job describing it too because there is no name for that shape. It's it's almost like a flower shape in the middle of this thing that each pedal shoves you into the next lane. The only other turbo roundabout in the U.S. is located in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> That's a good place. Put it in Florida. It'll uh-huh. be great. And opened two years ago. Um, I don't like the word, <laughs> I don't like the phrase motorist confusion yeah. associated with anything, let alone a thing that is supposed to cut down on traffic wrecks at an intersection. Well, I, I think it's telling, too, that they, they have this picture. There's traffic going through it, but they have it coned off to where it's not the turbo roundabout yet. They have it coned off to where there's only it's a one-lane roundabout. So they haven't even officially opened it as the turbo yet. And when they do, man, I hope they have all the signage in the world because people are not going to be able to figure out how to navigate this thing. Okay, so then why do it? If you have problems with wrecks and fatalities at an intersection, why is this your answer? And why not start smaller with it? You could very easily expand a roundabout. Sure. Start it with one lane, let people get used to it, and then add to it over time. You could easily do it. I hate to say this because I don't know that it's true, but I think that maybe... There's a philosophy in this that says if we make this confusing enough, people will have to go through it so slowly yeah. that they won't hit each other and kill each other anymore. Um, Not a bad theory if it's one lane. Yep. But with three lanes of traffic, you have many cars to hit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and that's also a mistake because we're Americans and we're not slowing down for anything. Here's an idea. Uh-huh. Put one of those in Texas. See how well that goes for you. Yeah, we should look up during the break. Might look at the one in Jacksonville and just see yeah. what the stats are. At the, I didn't know that either, um, that that's where it was. So if you want to get in, 913-586-7798. Uh, still to come this hour. We have to talk about this this woman that is building a tunnel, digging a tunnel under where she lives and has been told she can't do it anymore. Get to that here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Okay, real quick, you saw the uh, roundabout in Jacksonville? Yeah, it's it's right at the entrance of Jacksonville University. Uh, and again, you know, we were talking about the you know, idea. College kids can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, right. And we were talking about the idea that you generally put them in where there's not going to be that much traffic. And colleges are like that because everybody's classes start at different times. So usually you don't see a big jam right at the entrance to a university. The other major difference between this and what we were just talking about that they're putting in in California is that the one in Jacksonville is two lanes. And somebody compared that that inner piece to a pinwheel. That's not a bad comparison. Uh, so if you can picture that in your head. Each kind of section that sticks out of that pinwheel is where you would turn in if you were in the inner lane. 
But when you try to navigate three lanes worth of that, so that if you're going into that inner part of the pinwheel, you would have to cross two lanes of traffic going the other direction from you to even get in there. The one in Jacksonville, with it being two lanes, is a little saner. But, <laughs> but still, it does not look like a whole lot of fun. If you've never seen something like that before, then, like I said, I hope that they've, they've really done the signage well. Yes. All right. We'll see how this one. It is under construction in California. They're just waiting for it to be done. I love this next story because of what this woman decided to do <laughs> under her house. Uh, she is calling herself Tunnel Girl. Her name is Katie Lusso. And she, no, is that the reporter's Katie Lusso? That's not her name. Um, she lives, this girl lives, woman, lives in Northern Virginia and for quite a while has been documenting on social media her, her progress on digging under her home to build a storm shelter. Here's the problem. You can't just do that. <laughs> no? She, she, no, I know. It's crazy, right? She, uh, she goes under the moniker Kayla the Science Girl on TikTok, uh, but she's better known in the social media world, like you said, as Tunnel Girl. Her earliest video was posted October 23rd of last year, so a year and three months ago. October 23rd of 2022. I forget what year mm -hmm. it is now. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's, yeah, about a year and three months that she's been doing this. And she decided that, like you said, she was going to build a storm shelter under her home. But when you do things like that, you're supposed to have plans and pull permits and make sure that you're not going to do something that's dangerous to you or to your neighbors. And it turns out she didn't do any of that. Or run into something that's already there. Yep. You know, um, so she's digging this off the side of her basement. Does the neighbor have a basement? And are you going to at some point <laughs> poke through their basement as you build your storm shelter? Because right. she didn't pull the permits to know what else is down there. Um, so she, again, she's putting this up um, online. It shows her progress on the tunnel and some of her setbacks. In one video, she shows a fire, which is what you want to have underground, and says it was caused by welding steel forms. Which, why is she doing that underground to begin with? And the only reason for that is because she built the tunnel so small that if she built the stuff outside, she wouldn't be able to bring it down. Oh, gosh. Uh, so most recently, the reason this is making news is that she got a million views on a video where uh, her tunnel project has been shut down. It has been found out. And the city is not happy about it. No. And they, I mean, the city's calling the thing dangerous. And as you said, I mean, it's one thing to to make the phone call. Like if you're going to dig a trench in your backyard for drainage or something like that, then you've got to call all the utilities and have them come out with the spray paint and tell you where not to dig and all of that stuff. I'm hoping she at least did that and made sure that she wasn't going to go through some kind of you know trunk line or something like that and knock out Internet to the entire world. But it doesn't seem like she did much of any research at all. She just started digging and they really don't like it when you do that. I mean, what they're concerned about first and foremost is the thing is going to collapse on her and kill her. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's doing. No, I don't, I don't know what she does for a living. It's not, is she a builder for a living? I assume not. No, she doesn't say so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the city said they gave her a stop work order and are requiring an immediate evaluation by a professional engineer i love this to make sure the thing will stay up she told wusa channel 9 that she wouldn't comment on the matter and ask us not to disclose exactly where she lives yeah uh, i'm guessing her neighbors don't know what she's up to either um actually so 
there were a couple of her neighbors that were quoted in this story um, and said there was somebody they talked to that said he would see her from time to time, um, but she mostly kept to herself. They said there's a lot of noise being made, but nothing that would make us call authorities, but they didn't know what she was up to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they make her sound like a serial killer. She was so quiet. She kept to herself. We really didn't know what was going on over there. Yeah, that's what you say when you find out that they've got bodies in their basement. She doesn't, by the way, just a lot of stone. But, yeah, she had to get rid of of all of that dirt. And that's, that's what I'm wondering, too, is how did she get rid of all the stuff she tunneled out of there? A storm shelter in Northern Virginia? Yeah, Other I mean, than a hurricane, yeah. what are we worried about? Yeah, that'd probably be she, it. Just, yeah, she already has a basement. Right. Why does she need more than the basement that she's got? So she can get TikTok views, Jamie. I uh, mean, it's working, man. It's, yeah, it's, a million it's, of it's them, absolutely right? working, yeah. All right, we need to get to a break. Uh, feel free to give us a call. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right we're talking about the story out of northern virginia uh you have this woman who already has a basement but decided that wasn't enough she wanted to have a storm shelter rather than hire someone to do it for her or, you know, get blueprints and permits and plans. She just started digging. For some reason, social media loves it, and and she's getting the views for it. I don't know why this is such compelling content, but (laughs) what do you say? Uh, City found out about it and said, no, 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 
no more with this. Texter says that she's taking advantage of the fact. Now, I don't know. I don't have any verification of this, but a, a texter, I guess, who follows her said she took advantage of the fact that her neighbors are immigrants and probably wouldn't call the cops and didn't know what was going on, didn't care. So if that's the case, eh, again. But we'll go to the phones and bring in Josh in North Kansas City and see what he's thinking. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. So you, my, my original point, but you guys brought up, like, what's she doing with all the dirt? Um, you said it was a relatively smaller space. It's really easy to lose dirt. Um, like, especially if she's got like a fenced in yard, but my main point, what I originally called in for was you said she started a fire because she was welding steel beams in this, like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to have ventilation when you're welding. I'm not an expert, but I don't yeah. think you're supposed to breathe that stuff in. Yeah, probably not. Uh, yeah, and and you might cause a fire, which she did. But, yeah, welding it inside is probably not the best idea she ever had. Have a good one. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you getting in. Okay, we have to move on and talk about this dog story, finally. Which, oh, oh okay, all right. Okay, so um, if you have a golden doodle... <laughs> And you leave stuff on the counter, and I say this hoping a couple of my friends that have golden golden doodles are listening, don't leave stuff on the counter. Not for any amount of time where they can reach it, or you're going to have the same dilemma this this couple did. (laughs) At what point is it enough money that the dog has eaten that you Go after it. <laughs> my dog ate my stash, man. Yeah, uh, $4,000 that they had left in 50s and 100s on the counter. And they said this particular dog, she's kind of a goof, but she's never done anything like that before. We had a dog that used to counter surf. I mean, you couldn't leave one crumb. <laughs> Is that what it's called? That's what we called it, yeah. I love and it. Louie would do that. Oh, man, if you left a pee, on the counter. He would be up on the counter getting that thing down off of there and eating it. So uh, in this case, they said this, their dog normally didn't do that, but for some reason decided that that money was what he really wanted to eat and so grabbed the, all $4,000 off the counter. They said when they came in, all that was left was a few torn bits and pieces of a couple of bills that were on the floor. Everything else had been consumed by the dog. So what do you do? What do you do? And follow them around with a little baggie for three days, man. Which is basically what they did. <laughs> yeah. They basically had to wait for nature to do what nature does and hope. The, the question now is with the bank. That's not the only question. There are several questions that precede that. Uh-huh. But one of the questions is what condition is the cash in when you get it back? Yeah. And it, and at what point will the bank not take it back? Right, because I mean they and the bank said we're not touching any of that until it is thoroughly cleaned. But what they were doing is what you would think. They were taking tape, and every time they found a piece of a bill, it was like putting together the world's grossest you know jigsaw puzzle. So they'd find one piece of a serial number here, and the deal is, in order for the bank to reimburse you for money that's been ripped up like that is you have to have both sets of serial numbers. And if you have that, huh. usually you can get your money back for it. Uh, you, you, know, you can turn that in and get a new whatever denomination it is. That has to be apparent, too. You, you know, that has to show the denomination on it. So, uh, yeah, they, that's what they were doing, is they were just trying to put together these little bits and scraps after they sifted them out of their dog poop 
<laughs> really blew the dog's mind and and tried to put this back you know, all back together. And they did fairly well. That was the other thing that I couldn't I couldn't believe uh-huh. is that they their haul so far out of this four thousand dollars is over three thousand that they've been able to put back together so far. Oh well, you have a different version. I have one version that says they've only gotten fifteen hundred together so far. Yeah, they, I guess the progress is ongoing because okay. yeah, they was I think Got it was it. like thirty two hundred bucks is what okay. they were up to as of this morning. I'm just looking at the pictures <laughs> because it's the the puzzle that you have to put together here. Uh huh. Because you're right, you've got to have um, the full serial number visible on the front and the back. And the Bureau of Engraving and Printing also requires at least 50% of each note is identifiable. Yeah. However you want to take that. So that, yeah, you, so you've got to have over half of the, the overall area of the bill, along with both serial numbers clearly visible. And I just, ugh, ugh. I mean, you hope that the dog swallowed most of it whole. Uh, you're right, by the way. Now I do see, yeah, their total is at 3,500. Yeah. It's 3,500. Okay, yeah. Um, I... What's the cleaning <laughs> process like? Yeah. yeah. I hope there's uh, bleach involved. Although that would you don't want to do that because that would destroy the bill. How much money are you just, you know, kicking up to bad decisions? And how much, at what point are you actually going through this process? For those who are wondering why they had so much money, uh, they had just taken it out of their savings account to build a new fence yeah. on their house. For some reason, they needed cash for that. Why they did that in cash? Yeah, I don't know. But they they did. And then all of a sudden, the dog said, ooh, that looks yummy. And that's the the crazy thing about owning a dog is you just never know. I mean, something you would think in a million years, the dog's not going to be interested in that. And all of a sudden, you leave the room for 10 seconds and find out that, oh, yeah, the dog wanted that really badly. If you want to see the whole um, <laughs> the whole process here, they have an Instagram account where they it's gotten a hundred they must have started this in mid-december and they must have just finished it where they go through in detail this whole process and you can see <laughs> the itty bitty little pieces of bills that they've got laid out on cardboard trying to put it together and they said what we can't what we can't make into bills they'll take back it'll be art yeah there you go and another thing that surprises me a little bit about this is that the dog was not a puppy that's the kind of thing no. you usually see in a dog that's less than a year old. This is a seven-year-old golden doodle named Cecil. So, yeah, yeah, he's uh, a <laughs> bad, bo- bad boy. Don't do that again, Cecil. Uh, yeah, I, he's going to be fine. And the fact is that even in the picture of them with the dog, they've got big smiles on their faces. They, they, I, I'm <laughs> guessing they at least had enough in reserve that they could cover the rest of the fence. Uh, so on this post, because now I'm looking through um the instagram account the bank assured us this happens all the time <laughs> it does I, Pe- dogs eat your cash money all the time somebody texted in and said johnny dare had the same thing happen that his dog ate a bunch of his money so i guess i maybe that's a it's a good thing i don't have any money because I, I, le- I, I don't leave it around for the dogs to eat don't carry cash this is what i keep saying <laughs> don't carry cash with you um I yeah I'm I'm simply amazed by this one so yeah the joys uh, yeah. of the joys of pet ownership 
And by the way, this story, there, this story is absolutely everywhere today. There are two stories that were everywhere this morning. The guy jumping over the judge's bench yep. and attacking the judge. That, that was on every website. And so was this. I mean, the Washington Post picked up this story this morning. That, that's how, <laughs> that's how crazy it is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, let's talk about this car crash. Um, <laughs> I'll let you read the line that you put on our on our sheet today, and you can read it with some rhythm. Yeah. What caused this wreck? Uh huh. Well, it's what the guy says caused the wreck because I, I guess we're not entirely sure. You got to come up with some kind of an excuse. But a uh, guy in Hempfield Township, Pennsylvania. What I put on our sheet was, um, oh, where is it now? Yeah, Christmas cookie causes car crash. Always avoid alliteration. And, and that's uh, out of Hempfield Township, Pennsylvania. A Christmas cookie was the cause of a minor car crash in Westmoreland County. Uh, According to a release from the state police, they say the driver was entering Route 30. Her vehicle drifted to the right and struck a guardrail. The driver told police this happened because she was, quote, busy eating a Christmas cookie. No one was hurt in the crash, but one of the car's tires went flat because of the impact. Okay. (laughs) Are we not by it? We're, We're... I... Wait, okay. <laughs> I, I've never been that distracted. I mean, I think we've all eaten behind the wheel before. Sure. You yeah. know, if you can chow down a cheeseburger. Now, maybe if you have to reach over and open the tin full of Christmas cookies to get one out of there and then eat it, you know, that's going to take your eyes off the road for a little bit. But then, you know, maybe wait until you get to where you're going and then grab a Christmas cookie. I mean, I appreciate I appreciate giving a reason. I was busy eating a cookie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and what do you think is going to happen? My suspicion is she was busy on the cell phone and then said, oh, I've got to come up with something other than this. So, yes, let's blame it on the Christmas cookie. But uh, either that or it was the best Christmas cookie anybody ever ate. And she was so overwhelmed by the quality of this cookie that she was just distracted for, for a moment and crashed. Isn't that the easiest thing in the world to eat is a cookie? Yeah. Well, of all the desserts. They, well, if, if it crumbles, though, you know, it, it gets all over you. You drop it all over yourself because you bite into the cookie and all of a sudden it snaps in half. Then, you know, maybe. But at that point, let the cookie go. Yeah, let the crumbs go. Yep. And deal with it later, for sure. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We will spend a couple of moments on the uh, Epstein list. <laughs> that came out last night. I'm going to ruin it for you. No, Jimmy Kimmel's name was not on it. No, he was we'll not. we'll talk That's about true. who was. Uh, we'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. Dana and Park's coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, quick reminder, 3 o'clock this afternoon is the meeting. I forget what the committee is called. The group in Jackson County that's trying to get to the bottom of where the Royals are going to play baseball. <laughs> yeah, them. Uh, that committee uh, is meeting downtown Uh at three o'clock and it's a public hearing if you want to go and check it out uh mania barca is going to join us tomorrow to talk more about what's going on there were stories out today it's hard to keep up with anymore but about where it's really going to go and the owners of this property are apparently trying to get it to move here and then those owners say no we have no intention so hopefully we'll learn more about that uh coming up tomorrow epstein documents came out yeah, they did. And uh, boy, boy, weren't there a couple of names that kind of stuck right out to everybody? I mean, there were some that we already knew because there have been photographs of these people, uh, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, several others hanging around with Jeffrey Epstein. So we already knew that their names. And again, this this is not a list of 
contacts who are accused of any kind of sexual misconduct, as Jeffrey Epstein was. These are just people who were in one way or another associated with or had traveled with or had hung out with Jeffrey Epstein or had shown up in correspondence that he had with Jelaine Maxwell. So, uh, like I said, there were several names in politics and business that we already knew were there. Then there were names like Stephen Hawking, the physicist, whose name we had not heard associated with Jeffrey Epstein before now, and what it was that that he was involved in, we still don't know, but there was correspondence back and forth between Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell about how to cover up the fact that uh, that Stephen Hawking was apparently with him on his private island at one point. I had to remind myself, yes, he died in 2018. Yep. At the age of 76. Um, okay, who were you who were you not surprised? David Copperfield. I'm so <laughs> surprised by that. I there are many, many jokes to that, but yes, you uh-huh. were okay, go on. He, well, I, I have a, a very close friend that I went to high school with, and she, for a very, very brief period of time, was David Copperfield's personal assistant. That ended because of his behavior. I will leave it at that, but okay. you can make whatever. Okay. And, and this was long before now. I mean, this this goes back 20 years or more. Uh, so... Yeah, you you can fill in the blanks and whatever you're thinking. He, I mean, he's earned the nickname David Copperfield in more than one way. So I've never heard that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when his name popped up, I was like, oh, well, yeah, of course he was. Now, again, we'll point out that being on that list of contacts doesn't necessarily mean right. that you did anything illegal or that you did anything immoral. It just it's it's. When you find out, I mean, you have to believe that there were at least some people who knew this guy because he was a rich, you know, jet setter and he moved in those circles. And it's a very social kind of of, of a thing that when they found out what he was doing, were shocked and appalled and had no idea and were disgusted by the entire thing and immediately cut off contact with him. Those people, I'm sure, existed. That doesn't mean that they weren't on that list of contacts. They may very well have been, even though they did absolutely nothing wrong. We should also point out that this is the first set of documents to be released. Yes. Uh, There are about 250 total that are set to be released in the coming days. So many more names are going to come out than the list that we already have. I'll just tell you the ones that the New York Post picked out, the Mm A-listers that they, um, and most of these I'm like, well, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Prince Andrew, uh, (laughs) former President Clinton, (laughs) former President Trump. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, the lawyer, uh, as you mentioned, Stephen Hawking, Al Gore. Um, and Al Gore, that's one that's one of the names from politics that we I don't think many of us had heard before Clinton. associated directly. But when you figure that he was Bill Clinton's vice president, well. Uh, yeah, the late New Mexico governor, Bill Richardson. There are names in here I can't even pronounce. That was one. Let me stop you on Bill Richardson for just a second, because that's one of the few names. And and that really was. A surprise to me because uh, he was former governor of New Mexico. And at one point, there was talk that he may actually make a run for president. He didn't do yeah. it. But um, it, but he was I mean, that that's the level at which he found himself at one point in politics. And it was his decision not to run. And there were people at the time wondering aloud, 
why isn't Bill Richardson running? He has a good shot at being able to win. Mm-hmm. And anytime you wonder about things like that, you wonder, okay, what is it that he's trying to hide? I mean, the same kind of thing came up about Jack Kemp, that he mm-hmm. never made a run for president. You know, he was a, a vice president. He was a running mate for a while, but never ran for the, the high office himself because, and again, people were wondering, you know, ex-football player, ex-jock, you know, is there something in his past that he doesn't want out there? But Bill Richardson is one of the few names that has been corroborated by one of the women who was a girl at the time who was making the initial allegations against Jeffrey Epstein and said that uh, Bill Richardson, she was at least contacted about having a quote-unquote massage with Bill Richardson. All right, Kevin Spacey. Name shows up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, yeah. that doesn't really shock anybody, yeah. given what he's been accused of, sure. Uh, George Lucas name shows up. Uh-huh. That, okay. Uh, Naomi Campbell, Leonardo DiCaprio, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it, I like, like I'm going to leave that one alone. Like we said, when, when you're rich and famous, you hang out with rich and famous people. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll see what other documents we end up uh, getting out of this. Okay. Uh, and then to wrap things up here, let's talk about this uh, New Zealand fisherman here for a second. <laughs> Another great story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guy ended up adrift at sea. Uh, I believe his boat sank on him. And and he was adrift at sea, was out there, and ended up rescued. I'm going to have to pull the story up real quick. But he was rescued by a couple of other fishermen. And of all things, they they would have gone right past him, except for the fact that one of them saw the uh, the, the one of them saw the sun glinting off of his watch, that he had a really big wristwatch on, and that's what they uh, you know out out in the ocean they just saw this flash of light and thought there's something over there, and they went to to investigate and they found this guy, and his first words as he was rescued was glad to see you. Yeah, I'll bet you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boy, I can't find it now. Um, he fell overboard. That's what it was. He, uh, right. he, he fell yep. overboard. He was uh, trying to oh, bring, a, bring a marlin on board uh, about 30 nautical miles off of the North Island in New Zealand. And he was trying to p- pull a marlin up onto the boat. And somehow he ended up falling off the boat. He was unable to catch the boat as it drifted out of reach and tried to swim to a nearby island, but ended up getting dragged out to sea by the currents. Boy, luckily the fisherman saw him and just noticed yeah. an unusual reflection there. Um, okay. I wouldn't normally wear a watch when I'm in the water like that, but <laughs> good thing that he did. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about how many, how few people wear watches at all anymore because we've all, Absolutely. we've all got phones on us all the time to tell us what time it is. You don't need to wear a watch really ever, but some people still do because they like the, you know, the jewelry aspect of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you, Sam. Yes, that's very nice. Appreciate seeing the watch. They're very nicely done. Uh, All right. Tomorrow's Friday. We'll turn this over to Dana and Parks and I'll be back tomorrow here on KMBZ. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.